Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to episode 15. Why do I forget every single time? Toki. Don't worry, it is 15. Thank you. <laughs> I'm joined today by Miss Toki. Hello. As you heard. Um, yeah, I don't know. My brain is just forever dead. Did you, uh, did you get yourself your drinky drink? I see I'm uh, cracking mine open. I had some of my soda so that I got a nice zoom before I go sleepy sleep. <laughs> and we're starting off this week's podcast with a couple different Starfield updates. Now, we've previously spoken about Starfield a couple of times at this point. Don't know if it was me or not. It was Mr. And, and he he doesn't like when there's topics on Starfield because he's it makes Very him mad. <laughs> but so Starfield pre-orders are already discounted. The game hasn't come out and they're discounting. It's not a massive deal, but when a AAA company developers put something for retail less than its intended price to begin with, after its debacle with its release and repeated pushbacks, and we're still, uh, we're still a couple of days away, it comes out on the 31st of August, which I kind of feel is a weird day, like the last day in a month. Also, if you guys hear the dog panting, or burping really uh, he's like right under my microphone sniffing my bed I, I don't he's lost his marbles and he didn't have many to begin with it's fine he just felt the need to make an appearance today he's smiling and he's a happy boy and he also thinks there's a fly in the room great so if you hear him jumping off the walls because there's quote unquote a fly we're pretty sure he's part schizophrenic so it's fine Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Starfield is launching for $10 less than its intended price, which isn't huge. No. But for a AAA game that was supposed to, like, that... Now he's drinking, so if you hear that, that is what he's doing. Um, for a AAA game that was supposed to be, like, this highly anticipated thing. And it was announced at... E3 in 2018. It's kind of a big deal. The standard edition is $60 and the premium will set you back $90. So instead of $70 or $100, you're saving the, the $10. I mean, that's kind of big though. Like, it, it, it might sound big to you in American USD. In Canadian, it's still $100. <laughs> True. It makes no difference. It makes no difference to me. True. But, and these topics kind of got a little bit out of order, so sorry, Toki. But Microsoft also axed the Game Pass free trial ahead of the Starfield launch. Now, if you'll remember, Microsoft owns Bethesda. Yep. Bethesda is the developer of Starfield. <laughs> kind of a weird move, in my opinion. Because <laughs> if they added it to Game Pass, then people are going to pay for Game Pass and cancel it to get the game and play it, instead of paying the, if we pay full price, 70 or, or 100 Nobody's going to do that. So, yeah, you're axing the free trial before it launches to, I guess, not have people play it for free, but you're still giving yourself a deficit on top of the, the fallback that you've already had from having to delay it for various reasons. And then the next article I found was about the PC system requirements in order to run Starfield on your PC. 
computers. So the minimum system requirements. Now, if you're not tech savvy, this might go over your head, but I will try to break it down once I read it, read the system requirements off. So operating system has to be t Windows 10 version 22H2. Processor AMD Risen, or Ryzen, I don't know how you guys say it. 5-2600X Intel Core i7-6800K. Memory 16 gigabytes of RAM, not that bad. Graphics, AMD Radeon RX 5700, NVIDIA GeForce 1070 Ti, DirectX version 12. Network, broadband internet connection. Storage, 125 gigabytes of available space and an SSD is required. Now that was minimum. The recommended system requirements are Windows 10 or 11 with updates. The processor needs to be AMD Ryzen 53600X Intel i5-10600K. Memory 16 gigabytes RAM, that's like pretty standard. Graphics, AMD Radeon RX 6800 XT, NVIDIA GE forks, Jesus, GE Force RTX 2080, DirectX version 12, broadband internet connection, 125 gigabytes available space, SD required. And this is like not even on the minimum, minimum requirements are for low graphics settings. The recommended is for high graphics settings. And I just feel like with all of the things that they've had gone wrong, needing a somewhat hefty build, like nothing crazy, but requiring like a PC to have that much, like that means that less people are gonna play it on PC. If they have a console, they're gonna get it on there or they're just gonna be like, meh, I'm all good. I don't really I'm need it. until Bethesda fixes all of their game bugs will never happen. I mean, their nickname is Bug Fesda for a reason. Even yep. Even with Microsoft owning them, like us who were fans of like Fallout 76 and other things, we were super excited when we got the news that Microsoft was buying Bethesda because we were like, oh, there's hope. No. No. There was no hope, only sadness. <laughs> only sadness. <laughs> I love Lumily. Like modders with their games for them. Right, like the modders are gonna come out and make the games so much better, which is sad. I mean, just it's really sad when it is like, oh, game comes out, game is seventy-five percent broken, where you can't play it. Modders have it fixed in two weeks, while the game devs take two years. And you know what I also find annoying is that, you know, when companies have similar assets or things, you can tell that it's made by them, but generally they change it up enough so that it feels like a different game. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I played Fallout 76 after ripping the shit out of Skyrim multiple times, there was a lot of key elements in Fallout 76 that I was like, oh, that's from Skyrim. Oh, that's from Skyrim. They literally just, they didn't even change the skin of it or anything. It was literally the same item and they plopped it down. The same fucking thing is happening with Starfield. If you look at one of the pictures that's under the system requirements, there's a yeah. picture from the game. I literally just feel like I'm looking at somebody playing Fallout. Like it doesn't look space-esque to me at all. The buildings are the similar, if not the same. So, I don't know. Like, I was really excited when they first announced the game back years ago at this point. <laughs> Five years, to be precise. But now I'm just, like, I'm underwhelmed just by the thought of it. So, it's not even, it's not even worth my free download, free being quoted, because I have Game Pass. It's not even worth the storage in my opinion no it's just it's just not <clears throat> which is sad it is very sad 
but the company is also just screwing themselves when it comes to we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do this and it's like okay i don't understand the point of just removing it entirely off of like a free trial like the free trial exists for a reason so somebody can figure out whether or not they want to actually spend money on the full game and microsoft is eradicating the free trial in general it's no longer going to exist I don't know why my computer just beeped, but it did. Still recording? Xbox just got <laughs> updated. Yeah, I'm still recording. <laughs> I had to make sure that they we're not, you know, still talking and then like something. No, 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 we're good. <laughs> I don't know what got updated, but something got updated. Speaking of Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm very underwhelmed. I'm not excited. I don't even think if somebody gifted it to me, I'd be like, I'd play it because they did it, but I wouldn't enjoy it. It would be a, I'm gonna play this for maybe 10 hours and then probably never again. You think you would get 10 hours into that game? 10 hours is a lot if you think about it. I feel like that's my minimum when it comes to games nowadays. Yeah, but that's playing something that you're mildly, mildly interested in. I mean, it's a shooter game. I get to go shooty shooty pew pew and pew, kill pew, things. Pew 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 pew. Yeah. Yeah. The issue is that we don't know how many game breaking bugs it might have when it comes out. Hey. Hey, they're, they're not bugs, they're features at this point. <laughs> I swear it just programs them in from the get-go. <laughs> That's true. Alright, our they're next like, topic... Oh, <clears throat> hmm? Like, they did their playtests, nothing was wrong during the playtests. Alright, it's fine, put it out. Yeah, it's a feature. It's like, is that the hill you want to die on, my guy? Because I don't know about all that. People are weird. Companies are weird. Post-COVID gaming is weird. <laughs> Very much so. I mean, okay. I know I'm throwing this off topic, kind of, since it's not a provided topic. But it's like, when it comes to Baldur's Gate 3, it's like, they did something that a lot of companies, I feel, should hmm. when it comes to making their games. That is, like, all of these other companies are like, you can't expect this out of us. I'm like, yeah, we should be expecting this out of you. It's not that we're raising the bar of our expectations. We're just bringing it back to where it should be. That you can play a game unreleased. Right. Like, it, like we all know that there are going to be bugs. Yeah. There's going to be a specific moment where you hit something and is something's going to go weird. Like, that just happens because you can't, you know, play test and get every aspect because not everybody plays the same way. You might have them testing different areas. Like, in Grandma's Boy, the movie, that was based in a video game company, and they basically assigned different levels to different uh, people and they would go through rep submit reports for bugs etc like there should be multiple rounds of that you should have somebody do one through three levels report and then somebody else goes over one through three without the knowledge of what those bugs were and see if what the common denominators were if there was extra like there just there just should be because when I was building games in school we had to present it to our classmates. They all took turns playing it. They gave us feedback. And that was just in school. Not, we weren't getting paid. We were paying to be there. Right? We, we don't live in Sweden where we get paid to go to school. Yeah, it's, the people getting paid put out less than what I was doing. And I was paying into it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. I will be looking for the reviews once the game is actually out. <laughs> and see. I'll probably throw on a couple of streams and, and get a feel for the game. And see. It's not the worst, but it's like, 
You're still digging in your own grave, people. I'm not expecting much. Not much at all. Alright, so the next topic is, I guess some people could see it sad. I think it's, it's pretty cool. So, the original voice actor for Mario has been with the company for 25 years. He started in Super Mario 64 all throughout. They have decided to step away from their role as Mario. They'll still be a Mario ambassador, so they'll still go to events and things like that. But they will no longer be like the voice actor for Mario. Now, it's a caveat to this. <laughs> I don't remember where I saw it. I think it was on X, Twitter, whatever the fuck we're calling it these days. And somebody was like, it's because they didn't get him to voice act for the Super Mario Bros. movie. end up being Mario's voice in video games from now on. And there was a recent update saying that he's not in Super Mario Wonder. Is that the newest one coming out? Yes. I mean... It kind of makes sense. With how, many, with how many voice lines he's already, like, recorded and stuff, they technically should have a backlog to just, you know, toss it into an AI system at this point and then be like, alright, there we go, we're fine. I don't think they'll do that, though. I think with him stepping back to being a Mario ambassador and not voice acting, that they're in this era of possibly finding somebody new to do the voice. But you're right, they should have a backlog and they should be able to yeah. use snippets of his previous recordings. But I feel like that's a lot more work than just getting somebody new to do it. Yeah. Um, it does make sense that they announced that he is taking a step back, um, you know, amongst the Super Mario Bros. Wonder game coming out in October, the end of October, October 20th to be precise, which is great. This is the other thing I love about Nintendo. This game was announced this summer at their Direct, and it's coming out this year. <laughs> like... With Starfield, it was announced at E3 in 2018, and we're just getting it this year. Yeah. Like, Nintendo doesn't mess around with needing to hype things up. And that that comes with the territory of them having been around for a long time, and, and it's a Mario game. But they still gave us, like, what, three months notice yeah. that a new game was coming out? I mean, I appreciate the fact that Nintendo, they wait until they know that the game is, like, pretty much complete before announcing it. Right. Versus other companies, it's like, oh, this is a game we're working on, but it's probably not going to come out for five years. I want to say that when Starfield was announced at E3, it was a concept. <laughs> I don't yeah. think any groundwork had been done on that game. I think it was... Oh, wouldn't it be really cool if we could have a space game like Fallout and Skyrim? What would we call it? Starfield. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Fallout in space. I want to be sad, but I don't think. I don't think even though I grew up playing Mario games, I don't feel like I have some weird attachment to him, his voice. I mean, I don't think I've ever played a Mario game where it's like, Mario is like talking, talking, aside from like, you know, the Yippee! sounds here and there. <laughs> Miss. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's something that could be taken into consideration with the new game. Like, maybe he will have more dialogue. Who knows? But... I don't know. I'm not sad about it. I think that there's plenty of people out there that can do the voice. I'm sure they have plenty of other Mario games that they have ideas for. I just hope they do not have Chris Pratt voice back for the video game. I don't know. See, he wasn't that bad in the movie. Well, yeah, that's for a movie setting, but we're talking video game. I don't feel like he would work for a video game. Uh, well, people said he wasn't going to work for the movie setting, though. 
mean, if you remember the original trailer, he sounded horrible, and then I'm like, they workshopped and fixed it at least. Ever I, I think knowing Chris Pratt's um, personality, I think that that was a choice. I think that he wanted to terrorize us because of the back. What is the word I'm looking for? Backlash. Backlash that they were getting for announcing him as the Mario voice. And I think Chris Pratt was getting out of, you know, back at those people saying, well, 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 here's my voice. What do you guys think now? (laughs) Because I giggled when I heard it. I giggled. I was like, (laughs) you know. I don't know. I also think that it would be cool to have somebody that, like, they're Italian, right? Like, get somebody that can speak a little Italian, throw something, like, throw homage to their actual origins. They're, they're Italians living in, you know, New York. They should have a combination of, like, you know, they should say some things like an Italian accent because they, you know, grew up with you know, other Italians, but they're from New York, so have that inflection. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of options that they can have. So, I'm not concerned that the original voice actor has decided to, I don't know, enjoy his life, go out and do things. He's still going to participate in, like, Nintendo events that are Mario-related, so he's not gone forever. Like, he's not just, poof, never to be heard from again. Which is also another step that I like that they did. Like, I feel like he went and had a conversation with Nintendo, and they were like, oh, we appreciate it. Would you still be interested in doing things like this? Basically, it's like his retirement plan, right? He gets to do events as he wants. Hmm? I mean, the guy's 67 years old, and he's been doing this for the past 25. I'm like, he can have a break. Right. And that's what I mean. Like, this is his retirement era. Oh, let him live. Let him do his thing. Okay. What's next? Another Nintendo game. This game looked super cute. It releases October 4th of this year. It's called A Tiny Sticker Tail. And it reminds me of a little bit of, like, Animal Crossing with the graphics. Like, it's not outright... But the concept is the same. You have to build things to get to different places. But it's sticker related. So you have to get the sticker in order to do that. And the main character is cute. I think it's a donkey. I think he's a donkey and he's adorable. He's very adorable. And he has a pet dog. Or she. Not sure. But this reminds me a lot of Sticker Star as well. Gives me a lot of Animal Crossing and Cult of the Lamb vibes, ever so slightly with the art style. Yeah, with sticker star elements. Yeah. It's like, it's cute. I definitely want it. Um, it's just a cozy minute adventure, and you're just changing the world one sticker at a time. <laughs> I mean, you sold me the sticker, right? Right. Like, that's what sold me. I saw I saw sticker in the title, and I was like, okay. Also, we pre-order it for $10. $10! That's nothing. That's nothing. Like, if you have a kid who's obsessed with stickers, and you don't want, like, stickers everywhere, you have a Switch, there you go. Super easy peasy. Well, that, so, here's a little sideline. So, I've been researching, launching my sticker line and getting prices and blah, blah, blah. My original idea was to launch the sticker line, but also to then have a launch for my own sticker book. Draw a bunch of, like, mini stories and have stickers that you would put on it. Like, when you were younger, you have those stickers, like, that used to stick to windows, too. They stick to the page, but you could reuse them. Like something like that. But 
that's just expensive, man. <laughs> like, obviously, you have to spend money to make money. You have to invest in yourself. But, like, I don't think people realize how big of an investment it is, especially in this economy. Like, things are just ridiculous anyways. But, yeah. And I wanted to originally, like, produce them myself. And I'm like, I need a lot of equipment to do that. So paying somebody else to do it for me and only needing to increase the price slightly to make a slight profit off of it, but to have things that people would enjoy, I'm okay with. <clears throat> yeah. But, man, this one's ridiculous. All right, Toki, do you want to introduce the next topic? So we have an article here Hold on, hold on. Discord is making you a robot. Rude. Rude. Okay, I think it's working now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our next article here is about the six best survival games not set on Earth. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think I have any experience playing or watching for very long people play the vast majority of these okay I, starting with subnautica it's like yeah i've seen people play it i've seen that it's a lot of dark that you wouldn't think is in it what are your thoughts so i played subnautica briefly it was a game i always meant to go back to and didn't I watched Jacksepticeye's playthrough of it. That was like one of the first videos I watched him play. Um, it was actually the demo of Sub-Zero, the sequel, I believe. <laughs> uh, I thought the game was really cool. There was a lot of like freaky deaky elements. Like if you don't like the open water, that is a game for your worst nightmares. <laughs> Uh, but it's also really pretty it is like the water's pretty the graphics underwater and the storyline was really good too like they in Sub-Zero too like they created a storyline that was authentic and different and gave you different elements that you wouldn't normally find in a game and compiled them into a really cool alien planet game where you explore and you find new things and you have to build new things to discover new areas but it's not tedious like I don't know how to explain it if you haven't played it but the exploration part of it was fun so you didn't mind needing to quote unquote grind for materials because you were just having so much fun exploring anyways that it just you just kind of accidentally found them anyways actually if you like video games that are open world and have the optional exploration this game is just the optional exploration the bounce part <laughs> i love that roundabout explanation uh, makes sense to me so it probably makes sense to someone. Oh look there's a bug on my ceiling Yep, it's a singular ant that the dog is losing his mind over. What the? Oh, please kill that. There. Now it's gonna suck your blood. Don't. Don't. Sorry. It'll suck your blood to make its babies. <laughs> Gross. She's not <laughs> I know she's not wrong. It's the voice she used to say it. It's all gone, puppy. Relax. Alright, anyways, folks, now that the bug has been handled, thank you, mister. Also, yes, he is here still. Subnautica was a great game. I platinumed it. You platinum everything. That's not an accomplishment. It was for Subnautica. There was a lot of exploring. You enjoyed it, though. I did. It's a very good game. Um, Starbound? I don't know how Starbound could be on the list. It's not out yet. I was going to ask, like, I haven't heard of this game. Oh, it's not Starbound? Never mind. I thought it was something else. Starbound. I. It looks like Terraria. Never heard of it. <laughs> While many have compared Starbound and its playstyle to Terraria, <laughs> to 
didn't even read that. He looked over, saw the picture, turned away, and said, it looks like Terraria. Uh, it does. Like, the ground is very Minecraft, uh, Terraria. Like, this is a fucking creeper. That is a creeper. I feel like this game is just, like, they managed to get all of the asset packs from Terraria and was like, all right. Yeah, they're called it a new game. Yeah, it said the modding community have been a fantastic help. It just seems like a ripoff. I also, how is it not set on Earth? What are we set on? Mirth. Um, <laughs> it uses space as a backdrop, but you're on actual ground, so. Just because it's a grass block doesn't make it Earth. Just because they don't say it's not Earth doesn't mean it's Earth. If it's not called Earth, it's not Earth. I'm moving on to the next one. Planet, but it could still be Earth, the ground. Okay, but it doesn't specify in the description of the game what the fuck it is. It's far back. Can you go back to not being present? (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Your sassiness. Go be a a sweaty, eerie killer. He's one pip away now. I missed the two pip by a point. And a half hour, he ha- is one pip away from it's take less than a half hour. being airy one. I don't need to have a perfect game. I, I said have it's good been game. a half hour. Oh, yeah. That was a long game. Anyways, what is the next game on this list? <laughs> I don't speak English good. I'm from Philly. Have you played or seen anyone play Ark? I downloaded the for five minutes, became very confused at what I was supposed to be doing, and uninstalled it. And it's a very hefty game. It has a lot of gigabyte requirements. Yeah, so I downloaded it. I um did used to do something called Fresh Friday where I tried new games out with my new stream schedule I need to think of a different name it could be like throwback Thursdays or something since it's technically throwback games that I've never tried before I don't know whatever before I anyways I downloaded to try on that and I felt overwhelmed by the sheer aspect of it would you be quiet I'm sorry (laughs) Gosh, he's being loud. I was moving. You threw something away. Don't you start with me. Uh, I was overwhelmed by the sheer aspect of the game. And then my best friend is obsessed with it. And she was like telling me all the things to do in the game, which made it worse. In regards to like, you know, not feeling overwhelmed to play it. And just like. Oh yeah, you can come. Oh my god, I got the hiccups. You can come play with me, with me and my other friends and blah blah blah. And then then she had her kid and like that didn't happen, which I was grateful for because I like I ended up not wanting to play it. Now it's it's been removed. I've not seen any gameplay of it. I know that you can be terrorized by other people and they can steal your shit. And I don't know. There's just a lot. It's like a rust aspect to it. And yeah, I, I was about to say that. I was like, I enjoy watching people play rust because I'm like, that's fun. This is a similar thing, but less explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Just it throws you in. I'm like, I don't, I don't care that we're essentially quote unquote playing like as cavemen. You could give me a little bit more instructions as the player. Right, because there's dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. There's, and, and there's over, or close to 200 unique types of creatures. That's a lot. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. <laughs> Except we didn't. We, we didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, the next game is Astroneer, which I've also never heard about. It looks like it, it wants to be roller coaster tycoon or something. Like we're on a monorail in this image. 
Say that again. That it looks like roller to coaster type when Mix does Roblox. Right. Right. Um, I would agree there. It doesn't look like it would grasp my attention at all. Like, not to say that it's a bad game, it, I just don't think that I'm the demographic for it. I feel like it's a very niche. I, I hope you said niche. I did! Because, again, it just decided that you were done talking. Um, but yeah, I it's definitely a kid's game. Like, not saying that that's a bad thing, that's just the impression I get. And, like, not that I don't play games that are kids' games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are games that I enjoy that are technically for kids. Like Minecraft. Well, technically, it's made for everybody. You need a brain to understand that game. I mean... The the, the actual concepts, yes. But you you can get by. You can understand how to get to the end. No, that's what they have their parents for. Exactly. But it, it, it's, it just looks like a sandbox game, and we're not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just the impression we're getting, not having played it or heard of it. Yeah. What's next, Toki? Speaking of Minecraft, that is second tier. I love Minecraft. <laughs> I have been working on a custom GUI for my Minecraft. Oh, I wanted to play Minecraft on the weekend, and I was trying to get a good world seed, and it kept giving me just glaciers and spruce biomes every time I reloaded and got a new seed. And I'm like, can we stop? That's how mine has been lately, too. Like generating new seeds on the computer while I've been working on the GUI, I've loaded into three spruce areas. I'm like, normally it's a bitch to find spruce areas, you know what I mean? Like, you have to travel thousands of blocks. Now it's like, okay, you have the spruce and then, like, ice and snow yeah. next to you, and it's like, what like the- Like, in Canada. Also, I disagree. Uh, with their ranking system, I would say Minecraft is number one, not number two. Um, I played No Man's Sky, which is number one. Wasn't that much of a fan. That might be a hot take. But I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, Mr.'s turning and looking at the screen and, and making a an, uh, disgusted face, so he disagrees with something. But he's being a sweaty killer mean right now on Dead by Daylight, so I'm not sure <laughs> what aspect it opinion is invalid at the moment. One would argue that it's always invalid. Wow. He didn't hear that. I was trying to, try to be a smart ass, but he is heavy focused on chasing somebody. And the dog is grumbling and moaning on the floor. Woo! Podcast recording night. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've heard of No Man's Sky. Watched the trailer. It never intrigued me. Um, honestly, it was like Subnautica and Sky. Like, I didn't really, because I had played them like back to back. I played Subnautica one Friday, and then the following Friday, I tried No Man's Sky or vice versa. It doesn't really matter. But I was like, oh, this feels a lot like you you're exploring to craft things to get. <laughs> to new areas. I don't know what that noise you just I, made I was. was. Did you hear that, Toki? Oh. He's making very weird noises. <laughs> um. What was I saying? Oh. And, and then, like, it took forever to get off of the first planet. Then you get to the second planet, and it was all hostile creatures... And it wasn't giving me, like, an idea of how to avoid them. So I kept getting killed and, like, having, you know, to restart over. And I didn't know why. And so I got frustrated and I never went back to playing it. 
like a throw shade at Bethesda, but when I look at No Man's Sky's thumbnail here, it makes me also think Starfield. <laughs> do you do you want to see? Do you want to know what I see when I look at this in cover art? I see modern day Power Rangers. <laughs> okay, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I see. Like, if Power Rangers was to be redone in game format, this is, this is what I see. And that's not throwing shade, because I grew up with Power Rangers. Power Rangers were my shit. It's just, the game wasn't for me. The play style just wasn't for me. Which is unfortunate, because it's probably a really cool game. A streamer I watch has been loving it. But then again, games are different and everybody's opinion is different. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. And everyone's entitled to it. Like, that's why there's so many different games out there in the world. Because everybody has a different taste. You know, don't yuck somebody's yum. If it's not for you, it's not for you. It wasn't for me. But if you do play it, give me your feedback. Like, do I need to play more of it to get the feel for it? Like, did I not give it enough of a chance? Because if you guys see me play new games, you can see how I can struggle. <laughs> I struggle on everything. But if you guys play it, let us know. And how would you rate those six games? Have you heard of, was it Starbound? Yeah. Um, if you played it, what were your thoughts on it? Give us some insight. All right, so our next topic is another t uh, teaser trailer for a new game coming out. It's going to be a musical 3D platformer game. Now, Toki said in the last episode she's not really a platformer gal, but... Oh, yet I'm struggling through a playthrough of Hollow Knight anyways. But off stream. It's different. It's different when you're struggling with a game that you don't normally play on stream than off of stream. Yeah. So, you might enjoy it more. I, I got stuck. I got, like, we already talked about that. I got shit for getting stuck on Hollow Knight. That gave me a bad taste in my mouth for that particular person's community as well as the game. Not that it was the game's fault. It's just, like, I already had a bad taste in my mouth and then, like, that person was making me feel like an idiot. But anyways, back on to the, the trailer for Billy Bust Up. Okay, preface this by, this is by Humble Games. Y'all know how much I loved A Hat in Time. They did that game. I was watching the trailer. I just happened to stumble upon it. Like, it wasn't originally going to be a topic. But then I was like, so you get introduced in the style, art style is very similar to A Hat in Time. And I loved that art style. And then you're playing as, was it a bunny, I think? A goat, a goat, Billy Goat. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> and this shadowy figure that you're introduced to is exactly like the one that was in A Hat in Time. And I cannot wait to play this game. Like I've been wanting to play A Hat in Time over again this is what I mean about like people doing similar art styles right like this definitely feels like a different game but if you've played a hat in time or if you've seen somebody play a hat in time you'll know that like the core values and art characteristics and character whimsies are all there but it's a different type of game and they make a bomb ass platformer like a Hat in Time is technically a platformer, but you don't feel like you're playing a platformer game. <clears throat> it is on the Switch, in case you want to play that token. A Hat in Time. Um, Billy Bust Up, it will be available on PC. But I'm enjoying that the 2D art in the background is it's giving me vibes from Hell of a Boss. <laughs> That's Zach's favorite show one of his favorite shows okay so i have to play this for you so this is why i fell in love with the game let me see you guys are gonna hear me tippy tapping all right 
We're gonna play a clip from, his name is The Snatcher. And that's, that's the shadow person, for the like the bad guy that you get into a contract with. He's basically like the devil form of, of the world. And I fell in love with the game. Like I was like, oh yeah, these graphics are totally something. And then I heard his voice. Now I'm gonna turn it up. It's probably a little too loud. Can you hear Toby? Toby, can you hear? Okay, I'm gonna send you this so you can listen. That was not something that worked. <laughs> I've just been sent a very cryptic message. I don't know if this is, you know, like a puzzle that I gotta solve and throw into some kind of. It's a uh, what are they called? Code from it. <laughs> uh, it's a codex. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna play this for them. It's not playing, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna find another one. There we go, right here. Alright, so that was just a brief snippet. So Mr's joined back. So if you look at this one. And you see the shadow from this one you can tell that they're similar but they're not the same toki says it reminds her of hell of a boss it does so this is a musical 3d platformer interesting so it's made by the same people who did the the clip i just shared time. yeah so you can tell by looking at it, the art style is similar. Kitty Goat Games is what they're called. Yes. And 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 it's called Billy Busta. Billy Busta. I was like, oh, oh what are we playing as? And I was like, a, a sheep? Or no, a bunny? And I was like, oh, it's Billy. Oh, it's a goat. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that and go back to my game. Well, I mean, the podcast people have already heard it, so it's fine. What are your thoughts on, on it, Toki? I think it's a cool looking sheep. Wanna know what my thoughts are? <laughs> yes, please. Really bust up these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright, we're on to the last topic of this evening. Another fun-filled Am I the Asshole? Toki, would you like to read the title of this one for the folks at home? the asshole for calling my daughter's father spineless and his girlfriend creepy over their name choice for their daughter. Okay. So I read this whole one and this is why it's on the show. It's quite a lengthy story, guys. So you're going to have to strap in. But it's a ride. Like, like I was not expecting this outcome oh. a little bit whatsoever. Okay. You ready? Get your snacks and your drinks, because you're going to need them to listen to the story. All right. <laughs> she has her snacks. All right. So, again, am I the asshole for calling my daughter's father spineless and his girlfriend creepy over their name choice for their daughter? And I also want to put in, thank you for not writing baby daddy and putting in your daughter's father. I think regardless of the situation, that was, that was a cool thing that you did. You weren't, like, just... I don't know. You know what I so. I feel like it's a more appropriate way to say it. Right. Right. So a little bit of context for you all. I ended up falling pregnant with my 10-year-old daughter during a drunken hookup with a friend in my mid-20s. Not the most glamorous or flattering truth, but it's the truth all the same. When we found out, we decided to keep the child and co-parent while remaining friends. We were never a couple and we didn't want to be one either. Four years ago, he began to date his long-term girlfriend, and they moved in together last year. She fell pregnant, and I don't like that term, fell pregnant. No. No. 
it's like you just like you just fell you just fell yeah. on top of a dick and yeah. got inseminated. Like that's See, not how, how, it works. how else does it happen? I mean, maybe maybe in the drunken one night stand, <laughs> maybe you accidentally fell on it. You know what I mean? That one makes sense. The next one does. Right. So she felt pregnant, and I've been supportive to them both as much as I could without be without crossing any lines. I've encouraged my daughter to help out whenever she's staying with them during the pregnancy and to behave. I've also made it clear that I want the children to have a close relationship despite having different mothers. I even said that if they were comfortable with it on nights I had my daughter, if they ever wanted time alone, that they would I'd babysit once they have the baby so my daughter can spend time with her sibling. Super nice. Super open. Okay. He read ahead. <laughs> that's why he was giving me a dirty look. I, I thought, he was, I I thought he was shaking his head at that. I was like, no, that's good. Anyways, all in all... I thought everything was great, and I was excited for my daughter to have a sibling, as she's always wanted one, but I had no interest in having another child. Three days ago, my friend and his girlfriend had a daughter. They asked me to bring my daughter to the hospital to meet her little sister yesterday, alongside others of the family. So I did exactly that. But when they introduced us to the baby, I was shocked. They named, used my daughter's name. She didn't seem to have any issue with this when she introduced the baby, bold as brass. My friend seemed uncomfortable and wouldn't look at me directly. I asked them what they were playing at, at which point my friend's father said he'd take my daughter down to the cafeteria to get something to eat and left with her. My friend told me to calm down and not overact while his girlfriend told me she didn't see the issue and it was a pretty name. I asked them if they named the baby for my daughter, trying to understand the logic here, but his girlfriend said that no, it was just a pretty name she liked. I then asked if they planned to use a nickname or a middle name when addressing to her on a daily basis, and her response was that she didn't see a need for that. So, <laughs> so he's got two daughters mm-hmm. with the same name now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I told them they were being ridiculous and that they couldn't do this. I then told his girlfriend that I found this frankly creepy and told my friend he was being spineless if he was happy to go along with this. We tried to claim our daughter could use a nickname or something, but I shut that down immediately, asking why it was more reasonable for a girl who had used that name for a decade to shame her name compared to a baby who had no concept of what a name was yet. His girlfriend told me I was being a bitch talking to her like that after she just gave birth and asked the nurses to remove me, saying I was being disruptive. Maybe my temper is running a little too hot, but um, a little too hot, though, and I was too harsh on her when she just gave birth. It's just fucking weird. And it, uh, I'd also like to state, I know that they what they want to name their child is their choice. They could have called her Dinosaur for all I care, but this is one name that should be off limits or adjusted. They even have the same surname as they have the same father. Something about it just felt malicious and deliberate as if she's trying to replace my daughter and for them both to spring it on us like that at the first meeting. No, that was weird. <laughs> Everything of your past, because I'm the most important aspect now. Yeah. It's just weird. You have two daughters, ten years apart, they have the same exact name. Like, even if the middle name is different, it still doesn't matter. No. Like, and even, like, ten years... For a generational thing to be named like after the daughter, like I, I, I get that the OP was just trying to be like open-minded, right? Like they were trying not to be rash, they were trying not to be immediately dismissive, they were trying to be understanding. But basically, hey, can you bring my, can you bring your daughter over to meet her sibling? Oh, hey, Judith, this is Judith. What? <laughs> oh look, I replaced you with a clone of you. It's just weird and I feel like unfortunately the ten year old is old enough to grasp this yeah. separation. So she's going to feel like her dad is choosing the baby over her because it's going like her she's a hundred percent going to feel like she's being replaced. Because her her sister that was just born has her own her same name. Um, 
especially with like if they were great co-parents and they split the time evenly and the daughter was always like you know with one of them when they needed to be or whatever and the new baby's introduced that's going to slow down and not be the same because new baby is going to take time away at least for the little bit in the beginning it shouldn't but i suspect with how this is going that's how it's going to be and i agree with the writer of this post that the father of this new baby is spineless he did not stand up to his girlfriend and say no i already have a daughter named that why would we name this kid that that doesn't make sense <laughs> i feel like this is a thing where it's possible in speculation that this new girlfriend held it over his head of i'm wanting to name the baby this and if you don't let me name it this you won't get to see it which is just weird and that should have been a red flag bro it should have been a red flag like i'm not to mention this whole situation is screaming red flags like I'm inviting you to the hospital where I have the control to dump something on you that I know you're not going to like and then have the nurses make you leave because I just gave birth. Like, it was planned. It was a planned attack on this person and I don't know why. I'm hoping that they eventually resolve it and things get better just for the children's sake. Because that's who's going to suffer at the end of the day are the kids. Not the assholes who... Is a rub in your face, uh, I'm with this guy instead of you, even though it's been made clear that you two never Right, wanted. and I'm with your daddy now, and we have a new baby. Mm -hmm. That's just, like, petty childish shit that is just unnecessary. 100% was just, like, unnecessary you have to pass a mental exam before you have children. <laughs> there would be a lot of people not having kids. That'd be a good thing. <laughs> it's hard, right? Because, like, everyone deserves the choice. But, like, at some point... Power struggle. Sorry. No, I don't think power struggle is a part. I mean, technically, that is a power struggle between the, the parents of the new baby. It is. <laughs> I love how it was a, he was talking dead by daylight and it somehow still correlated to this. Yep. He wasn't listening. He just said sorry because he knew he would, he yelled out loud in her <laughs> recording. Nobody ever uses power works. struggle except you. Yes, and it annoys the killer. That is the point of me using power struggle when I play Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Do I want to piss off the killer today? Yep, because yes. they're going to piss me off. <laughs> All right, Toki. Do you have anything to add on to any of those topics or anything no. in general? No. 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 Not unless you want me to go on a rant for a very long time about I also don't know what you just said. Like, it cut off. I said, unless you want me to go on, like, a 45-minute rant about VTubers and anime, I said, I don't think that's meant for today. Oh, we can absolutely do that once we cut. Because <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot to say. <laughs> Is it related to the conversation we were having the other day? Partially. Oh, boy. All right, folks. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Toki, as always. And thank oh you God. for the peanut gallery in the back. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, liking, sharing, all the things. Don't forget to give us your feedback. Toki just hit her microphone. Just giving you guys a kiss. Number 15. Okay, chills. Calm down. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, leave us some feedback. Answer our questions on um, the games and, you know, anything else that you feel 
uh, your other feedback on the Am I the Asshole? Because that was a trip, man. I read, th I read that and that was not where I thought it was going and I was like, holy moly. <laughs> People are unhinged. Anyways, thank you to Toki again. Thank you to you guys. And we shall catch you on the next one. Good night. Mwah. Bye.